What's going on, ladies and gents? It's your boy, Chief Donuts, back with another episode of Pod Man Out. And here with me today, I got my boy, Lil Peanut Speak. <laughs> yeah. We call him Lil Peanut because he's got little nuts. Ha! <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. All right. It's actually it's actually Cole with me here today. But, uh, you know. Hello. Um, Cole. I feel like every, every episode we make of this thing, it's always, you know, guys, I haven't talked to you in a while. And sometimes, you know, like a while means like two weeks. Sometimes it means a month. This time it's been... Months. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Fuck, we're not in August. Um, it's been five. Yeah, five months. Five yeah, months. had to count the months on my fingers there for a second because I always seem to forget. But you know, obviously, many things have happened in the span of five months, such as NBA Finals, March Madness, NBA Draft, NFL Draft, uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Super Bowl also happened. Like we did that. It happened like right after. We did it, very, we did it mm-hmm. before the. Um, all-star game, mm-hmm. all-star weekend for football, for the NFL. Yeah, uh, the MLB season has entirely started, and we are already at the midway point, uh, or past it now. We're, yeah, in the second half of the season now, and we are just now getting back to it. But, you know... We've been very busy since, so we're back now. Yeah, first, first like, five episodes or whatever we had of this, it was season one. Now we're back with season two, baby. Weekly episodes, hopefully. All right, well, Cole, you want to kick us off for today? I know... Uh, you want to touch a little bit on the All Star Game? Give give us some of your thoughts with the voting. Uh, I know you've had some problems with that. You want to talk a little bit about the home run derby? My first problem with the All Star Game is the fan voting. Very very like, pop, it's a really big popularity contest. They don't choose the best players. They just choose who they want to be, like, or who they want in it. Because I know like Albert Pools was had a lot of votes. He obviously didn't deserve it. Will Smith. He should have been in it, which he wasn't, which is a big snub. Reminds me of back in like 2012 or whatever it was when the Royals were good, and they released the first, like, the first release came back with all the, the leaders, and the Royals led in like eight of nine. They were, like, almost every position were the Royals. They just, the fans went crazy, yeah, took over and, the votes, kind of like the Blue Jays sort of did this year. And also, yeah, Blue Jays are, like, Bo Bichette was, I think he started at shortstop. He should have been that. that he didn't start at shortstop. He was one of the finalists, but he didn't win. Who was it then? Tim Anderson, right? Okay, I know after like the first round or so. Yeah, he he. Bobichet was leading. Yeah, but then whenever it went then, to the okay. it went to the finals and everyone everyone but non Blue Jays fans were like, but that's why the, the fuck are we he getting him to start? And Xander Bogarts wasn't a t- wasn't a finalist. Yeah. When Xander just... Bogarts is probably even better than him. Yeah. And then also like at short at second base, Jose Altuve made it when arguably Andres Jimenez probably should have been starting there. Yeah. Andres Jimenez definitely should have been starting there. I think it was I think it was Espinal and Altuve. Yep, Espinal made it. Which Santiago Espinal made it over Andres Jimenez. Yeah, it's a redonk. But you know, obviously, All Star games come and gone. Those are just some some grievances that we uh, are airing out. But uh, actually, I still have I do still have one complaint. That's a home run derby. We need to go back to the ten outs because with the time. People are getting tired, like Julio Rodriguez. He should have won it this year, but he got tired, and it came to the championship, and he was only able to hit 16 because he was too tired, and Juan Soto was handed the win. Okay, I, I feel like the outs and the uh, the outs and the time is just, yeah, I feel like it's sort of the same, coming out of the same problem, because it still ends up being matchups. It's not that Julio Rodriguez was having to hit so many home runs. He did because he was going first. He's like, I got to get my all to be able to make it to the championship. But even if you do the outs, he uses his 10 outs. Like He's still having to hit his, a ton of home runs, and he's still tired by the time he gets the to the end. But the difference between the time and the 10 outs, though, is with your outs, you're not – like with so with the time, you're going to try to get in as many pitches as you can, so you're going to mm-hmm. sit up at the plate. With an out, you can swing, take like 10, 15 seconds between a swing, and then go again. With the, with the time, you can't do that. You have to go up there and get go get going as but you, get you get, many home runs as you can. You get a timeout in the middle of it, which I get is only like 30 seconds or a minute or something. Okay, so yeah, but you, you also get, get your breaks in between rounds as well. Yeah, you only get one timeout between that or in the time with the home run with the. You get a li- and if you get the bonus, you get like a little yeah, minute break or something with, between that. But with the outs, though, you can take that that amount of time in between each swing, no matter what. Yeah, I guess you could take. Which you're yeah. not going to take a 30 second break. You're still going to take like a 10 15 mm-hmm. break, 10 but 15 second break. Even then, you're talking about Julio Rodriguez hitting so many home runs, but not winning. Like Josh Hamilton with the 10 outs hit. 30-something home runs in a, or a high 20s in a, in a round with 10 outs back when in the right around 2010, okay, I think, and he didn't win that. that's just a talent thing. Rodriguez just lost purely because of him being gassed. You watch that final round. He was okay, but you're telling me that Josh Hamilton wasn't gassed in that final round when he hit 30 bombs the first two rounds? 
or whatever it was. He hit a, an ass load amount of home runs. It was a metric ass ton. Especially for the out format. People were like, holy shit, this guy's bonkers. Well, it's crazy. Also, he was probably like, coked up hitting those. But then also the Vlad Guerrero year in 2019, where he lost to Pete Alonso. He, he had to go against Jacques Peterson, hit 41 home runs to get past. Yeah. And then he got to the championship. I think he only also hit 17 because he was tired from those previous two, and he had to go first again. Yeah. And then Pete Alonso was able to go up there and easily hit 18 because it's Pete Alonso. Yeah. Well, I mean. They need to change it. They need to go back to the 10 outs. I feel like no matter what format you go with, though, you're going to have people being like, this is an imperfect format. But I mean, I don't. It's I don't it's know. unfortunate. No matter what you do, people are gonna. It could just be being a big Julio Rodriguez fan that he um, lost because of him being tired. That I'm just upset about it. But I don't know. Or also that I hate Juan Soto. One of those two. And me personally, being a huge Juan Soto fan, I was okay with him winning the Derby. So you know, maybe I'm gonna have a little pushback where it's like, hey, you know, he deserved that. But I guess that's whatever. I'm just frustrated that it wasn't Julio Rodriguez when I love the guy. I get that. He hey, should have won. We're all, we're all allowed to have opinions, my friend. Yeah. I'm but just glad it wasn't Pete Alonso because I don't like Pete Alonso. What did Pete Alonso do to you? He's a Mets player. Damn. I hate the Mets. Yeah. guess the uh, the Mets did something to piss you off. but No, they just, I don't know. They're the Mets. People okay. I know that like the Mets I don't like, so. Yeah, he's not naming names, but I think. Uh, His name might be Caleb. Last name is definitely Zerlini. Yep. Yeah, Cole's obviously kidding, yeah. but Cole likes to give him shit. But yes, I do. All right, so obviously, what with comes the home run derby, with comes the All Star game, comes trade rumors and the trade deadline. So yep. that's quickly approaching. It's already next Tuesday because we're filming this today, the 29th, Friday. It's uh, next Tuesday already. Yep. Tyler Naquin got dealt last night. Benintendi got dealt, I think, also last night to the Yankees or mm-hmm. two days ago. But Last night. Or two nights ago. Yeah, two nights ago. He made his debut last night. Yep. But uh, Traveled with the team and stayed with the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> but So, obviously, a lot of names getting floated around out there. This is one of the normal ones in the sense that there are some borderline all-stars, some very solid people that are getting getting shopped around. But what makes this a little abnormal is... Obviously, Juan Soto declining his mega extension, and now they're they're openly shopping him. Uh, and even also, Shohei Otani, the Angels last Ohtani. night are listening to answers or listening to offers MVP, for a a former MVP Shohei Otani. He's a unicorn, so it's very special. I'm kind of surprised that they're shopping him already. I How mean, many years has it been? Three with him? Uh, 2018, I think, was his 20, first oh, year. Snap, that's been a lot longer. I think he won the Rookie of the Year that year. And then he's clearly just won MVP this year, and he's a— Last year. Yeah, last year. My bad. And then this year, he's, what, second right now? Third to win it in the odds? Uh, and shopping him? That's kind of nice. Last I saw, they have him—DraftKings, at least, has him number one in the odds. So that's all I'm going to say, but— you know, we'll we'll talk about our award predictions later yeah. on in the episode. Yeah. We'll we'll yeah. get into that who we think should win, Cole and I, and mm-hmm. what our reasons are behind that. But uh, so obviously, Shohei Angels are open to listening. I doubt do you, he gets traded. Do you think he's traded? I don't think it. I don't think he you don't gets think traded. he's traded. Why not? Nope. I don't know because what I feel like most of the teams are going to be focusing on Juan Soto that they're not going to pay attention to Shohei and he won't. And then I don't think Soto will get traded until the deadline. And since all these teams are focusing on Soto, and there's actually like quite a few teams that are in the running for him, that I think they're not—they're just going to look past. Because obviously, you're going to want Soto over Shohei. I feel like that's kind of obvious. So you say obvious, but, but like Shohei's is it, already though? like what 28? Soto's only 23. I think I think he's 27, 28, one of the two. But like former MVP, you got to think okay, this dude is going to go out here and give you a 134 OPS this year, OPS plus this year. He's got, and he's also got a sub three ERA while also leading the MLB in strikeouts. And strikeouts per, or not leading, and not in strikeouts, strikeouts per nine. I'm sorry, but and even then, like Shohei's ERA and WHIP has been inflated a little bit because last game, last night against the Rangers, he had he gave up a few hits. I think walked a few guys, but then the start before that against the Braves was kind of a stinker. He went six innings, he gave up six earned runs, so that ballooned his ERA. But before that, he had been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball while also being a like very good hitter as well. Yes, but I feel like most people are going to be focusing on getting Soto before Shohei 
So if they keep if they focus on getting him and then on the deadline he gets traded, I feel like no one's going to think of a package quick enough to try to get Shohei and they're just going to keep him. Or the Angels are going to be asking for a high I think people people have probably inquired about – I mean, and as they should, ask for a high oh, price. But I oh, think people have probably inquired yes. maybe about Shohei. And I think that there might be some sort of market out there where the teams know what they have to give mm-hmm. to get Shohei. But it's just not really been made public. Kind of like the whole Soto thing where mm-hmm. they want like a mix of like four to five yep. prospects slash young MLB players. And you got to potentially take on Patrick Corbin's contract, which side note. Patrick Corbin sucks. I mean, people... His, his war currently is negative, which when he goes out there and pitches, he is losing his team games consistently and with a, like a 5-8 against, ERA. Pitched against the Dodgers the other day, and people were uh, hoping, like, oh, okay, maybe he can do like a decent, have like a decent start, maybe get a little bit of value. People see a little the light at the end of the tunnel. He got rocked. Didn't even finish the first inning. I think he had, what, six, six seven or, earned six runs? Six earned runs in the first inning. Yeah, it was... Batted through our lineup. It was not good. It was – I mean, granted, there was a ball that probably could have been caught between Robles and Soto that should have got him out of the inning. But, you know, sometimes you gotta got to recover, and he did not. doesn't help that he's also making a metric ass load of money. <laughs> One crap load is his contract, actually. That's what it says. One crap load? One crap load. One crap load. Mm-hmm. I think he's on pace to make two crap loads next year. A little, little bonus, a little raise. Was that the contract he signed after the 2019 season? Don't know what year he signed it. I remember him having a good season that year when they won the World Series. So but, that's what I was thinking. All right, so if you think Shohei does get traded, what team do you think? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. I, I can't think of a team that would get him. Because I, I haven't really focused on, like, who who might need him. I mean, okay, every team obviously needs him. Every team – I mean, obviously every, any team I would think, love to have him. No, I think any team needs him because he, because well, he could be a really good starter. Yeah, obviously. Starter he's, he'd start on any team's rotation. And then, and then, be, and or then if he's not, then he's a really and good unless he's And unless he's on the Astros, he's probably the DH for the team too. Or he's on the um, Mets, he'd be the DH because they've got a good starting rotation. He would still start over like the back end. Yeah, but I'm well, saying like a top starter. Okay, well, yeah, but even then you got to think he's, he's still going to be top three – yeah, he's like he's gonna be near Scherzer and Degrom. I think they're gonna be better than him. He's gonna be better than Carrasco, McGill, Bassett. Cookie, or I, think uh, no, I said Cookie. I yeah, think it, I was thinking Bassett might be the three still. Nah, he's better than Bassett. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, but I don't, I don't, I don't really think I haven't I don't really know any seen, team that would. I haven't seen really any teams that are interested like in openly trying to trade for him or sending in yeah. offers. I saw somebody on ESPN I don't remember one of the I don't remember who it was it was one of the writers though they said that if they had to pick a team they want to see trade for him it would be the Minnesota Twins that would be I think that would be something you know like they they sign sign Correa the White Sox have been kind of buns they trade for Urshela and Sanchez the AL Central's up for grabs I mean Joe Ryan's been solid this year they trade for Paddock and then he is out for the year like really early on so I mean they need a little pitching they need they need a an extra bat. Their lineups yes. like not solid like all the way through. They need a DH. You know, mm-hmm. I think it'd be perfect. And they've got a few prospects that are solid. I just don't know what they're really willing to give up, yep. and uh, if they're willing to go all in this year. But I guess it just kind of depends on how they view some of their prospects and how they think the White Sox are going to do in the second half. Uh, maybe if the Guardians can keep up what they've been doing. I mean, shit. Maybe even the Tigers. They were they went all. all Put in like a decent effort this offseason to do something, and they've been buns. But you know, I mean, hey, crazier things have happened, I guess. But okay, moving past Shohei, Soto, the biggest name on the market right now. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to get him? I don't know. I've seen the Padres and the Cardinals are heavy front runners. Being biased as a Dodgers fan, I hope the Dodgers trade for him. That would be nice, yes. But I don't know. I I think we've seen this same scenario kind of play out last year, where with Scherzer, with and, Scherzer Trey and Trey Turner, everyone's like, okay, like who's gonna trade for Trey? Who's gonna trade for Max? People didn't know if they were gonna get bundled together, and then it was like I think it was even reported that like the uh, the, Padres the Padres and the were, Nationals like agreed really on a deal, or like we're almost certainly yep. gonna agree on one, like pending a physical or something. Then 30 minutes later, the uh, the Dodgers swoop in, get Trey and Max, and it's like the Dodgers were sort of linked, but like weren't really the heavy favorites. weren't like all the not all the reports were pointing their direction. I think we could see something like this again this year, mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, you know, 
uh, I think it's these teams and Dodgers just like, okay, you know, here we go. Here we, here's our players that we're willing to take and ever are willing to give. And everyone's like, you know what? It's a great deal. We'll take it. But I mean, with the Dodgers still having Trey, I know that Trey loves playing with Juan. Juan loves playing with Trey. Maybe you can resign Trey. Maybe you can sign Juan to an extension. You could get just a mega lineup. That'd be pretty sick. And I mean, and even then, like you think, like, oh wow, it's a Dodgers lineup. Like they're insane, which obviously they are. Yes. But Chris Taylor's hurt right now. Max Muncy's batting sub 200. Bellinger's barely batting 200. Like, and we're out here having Hanser Alberto and Trace Thompson and uh, Jake Lamb, two of the three start every night, which you know is sometimes not exactly what you want. And then even with the rotation, Bueller's out. Urias was not Doesn't great to May start still off. The- hurt. Reese was not great to start off the year. He's been hot recently. May have a, had a rehab outing, I think, yesterday, two days ago. It looked great. It's good to hear. Um, but, yeah, Kershaw's been on and off the DL or the IL. Um, Same thing with Heaney. Heaney, I think, has made like four starts this year. He's been good when he's, he's been, been really healthy. Good. but Really good when he's healthy. It's just uh, kind of uncertain. It's been huge that Gonsolin and Anderson have stepped up for them. Yes. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think, uh, I think just a little bit more certainty – with with the team would be nice getting getting Soto, and but maybe even Shohei. Maybe they're like, you know what, Shohei gives us pitching and a little bit of. A I don't think we'll be able to get both, and I honestly, I don't. Well, we won't I, be able to get both. Obviously. And honestly, I don't think we'll get either because, like you mentioned, with our hurt pitchers, and then some like some pitchers being like on and off the DL, and then some that have been like inconsistent. That's why I think we won't get. Uh, Soto, I think we're gonna focus. You don't on think pitching. we can, you don't think we can afford to trade some of that depth? No, we are we definitely. Is that is that what you? I thought no, that's I'm what saying you were we're trying not, to I'm, say. No, I'm saying we won't focus on trying to get Soto. We're going to focus on trying to get a pitcher to buff up that pitching rotation while they are hurt or while they are inconsistent, and get Luis Castillo, and then the Cardinals will get Juan Soto. I really hope the Cardinals don't get Juan Soto. I don't want to see it either. I hate. The I want to see the Mariners do it. The Mariners. Be, be there's four cool. final teams, like four like cool. finalist teams. It's the Mariners, Padres, Cardinals, Dodgers. So shut up. But yeah, no, I would. Obviously, I'd love to see the Dodgers be able to pull Juan Soto, do what they did last year with Trey and Max, which I don't think that I don't think they will be able to. I think it's I think I truly do think it will be the Cardinals. There have been reports that they're like the leading team to get them. They've made a, they need another bat because besides Goldschmidt and Arnado, that team's been kind of iffy. So they could clearly use a bat like Soto. Mm. Yeah, I mean it. They have a. Uh insanely good defensive outfield but if you put Soto out there I mean I'm not going to say Soto's a perfect mix with that outfield he's not a fantastic fielder he's not god awful last year he was actually a net positive this year a little bit of a step back but But no I'm saying he'd be a perfect fit for them because like they have all these good defensive outfielders with like subpar offensive players that you put out him I mean O'Neal was pretty damn good last year it's just this season he's been been a little subpar he's been poopy cheeks this year that's that's new Poopy cheeks. Yes. He has been quite awful at the plate this year. And so, yeah. if you put two really good outfielder, defensive outfielders out there, like Bader, if they keep him, and like Carlson, and then put Soda out there, who's, who's about an average defensive I player. I think if, and then put if you, but you say you put Carlson out there, I think if you trade for Soto, Carlson's got to be a part of that, right? I don't think so. You don't think so? I think they could get rid of O'Neill. <sighs> I mean,. I've, seen, I've heard quite a few people say they keep Carlson's they, younger though. Exactly, I think that they would want. I think I, that the Nationals would want a little bit more control over whoever they're going to get. Someone that they could have for potentially longer than being a prime for a longer time. Right. But, but I've seen quite a few Cardinals uh, fans say that if they were able to choose between their like two outfielders, they prefer Carlson and then uh, Bader or Newbar, one of those two yeah. in the second spot. I uh, I've just, actually I've seen a few like Cardinals beat reporters and uh, a few Cardinals fan accounts on Twitter where they're saying now that instead of trading for Juan they want to switch it up a little bit turn their direction maybe try to trade for Shohei because like you said that uh, they could use pitching as well they, could, they, they very, definitely they, could I thought you said something about pitching but they could definitely use that and then pitching. even then I mean I know you know everyone loves Uncle Albert but. Uh, you know, if I'm being honest, I think you need a little bit more certainty. At the DH spot. You're yeah, right. I mean, he's he smokes lefties. Nothing wrong. I mean, yeah. like, you can still use him in the lineup it's from here and there and pinch it and whatnot. But I think anyone, if you're a Cardinals fan and you say you'd rather have Albert Pujols DHing than Shohei, than Shohei then you're obviously, just stupid. You're, yeah, you're just being dumb. You're just being stupid. But but with their, I feel like if they do get a pitcher, it 
it won't be Luis Castillo. I don't think the Reds would be dumb enough to trade a very good pitcher. I think, was he an all-star this year? This year, yeah, I think so. I think he was this year. I don't think they would trade an all-star pitcher to an in-division rival. I... I don't think they will. Based off of what the Reds did this offseason, I don't. It doesn't seem like they really give a shit about anything. They don't. Really, They're just kind of looking care. to see, They're like trying to get rid of people and get prospects back. I understand I don't them don't hit, hit them not wanting to trade someone to the their in division rivals, but it's not. It's a rental. He's done after this You're year right, with his contract, still, if I'm not I mistaken. I just don't see him doing it. I re, they really wouldn't have to, and it's not like it's going to hurt their chances of contending this year because they weren't going to do it anyway with or without him. Yeah. And it's not like they really They're have to good. face him that much. Like it'd be maybe a few starts and then. You know, obviously season ends. Maybe he resigns with the Cardinals. Maybe he doesn't. But I think that they're just looking to get the best haul that they can get, the best return that they're confident in, and people that can help them win now and moving forward. All right. But I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be if they do get a pitcher, it'd be Noah Syndergaard. Which I mean, it's not the best like buff to the uh, rotation, but him or Frankie Montas, one of those two, I think, will be dealt to the Cardinals if it's not Soto. Yeah, I mean to get to because they need pitching. definitely some solid Their pitching is very some solid bad. pitchers on the market. I mean, you, there's definitely obviously good players this uh, this week that we might uh, we're gonna see get traded, mm-hmm. see their name get tossed around. But uh, I mean, you never know. Time will tell on who goes where. But you know, I guess right now all we can do is speculate. But for real though, I mean, I feel like everyone's really talking about the Dodgers, Padres, Cardinals, but like the Mariners though. Imagine they actually do get Soto. Imagine they, imagine they actually do that. Speaking of him going to the Mariners, would you be willing to give up Soto for J-Rod straight up? No. Or J-Rod for Soto straight no. up? No. You would not? No. I would not. I, well, I wouldn't either. I love Juan Soto, but I think that... I love Soto, but I if think... It was the, if it was the only way to do it... I would not do I, it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I mean, you already got a, a kid that's proven that he can be a stud. He's oh, been yes. a stud this year, and he's 21. He's two years younger than Soto. Yep. And this is his first year in the big, so you get longer control over him. I mean, obviously, there's always, like, the chance that you come out and you sign Soto as, to his 14, 15 million, or 14, 15 year, $500 million extension, whatever he wants, mm-hmm. and you get him for a long-ass time. But, I mean, I just think that the Mariners having developed him a little bit and, you know, discovered J-Rod or whatever, they uh, think that they're going to show a little bit of allegiance to him. But. And the thing is, Soto is really good, but I've never heard him. I've never heard of him being compared to three of the best young players in the league, like Julio was coming into the league. He was compared – or he was compared as a mix of Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, and Ronald Acuna in one. Okay, but never that's, heard of Soto get that. So. Okay, but when Soto came into the league, there wasn't really somebody that you could do that. But like, if Julio's coming in and he's like, oh, he is like Juan Soto. That just shows praise of how good Juan Soto is. But obviously. also with a mix of Acuna and Tatis, so you mix all those together. That's better than Juan. Soto. What the hell is with Tatis bringing to the table in that? I don't know. But Shittier fielding than Soto. I don't he's know. He's stealing the same amount of bags as Ronald Acuna. I'm not sure, but they the swag, sexiness. Acuna's got swag. Soto's got a little bit of swag. And Tati says the best swag in the league. Debatable. It is debatable. But uh, I don't know. I mean, that lineup would be nasty, though. I mean, the the, the Mariners do have a an abundance of outfielders. They got Hanniger, Kyle Lewis, Kelnick if he ever decides to learn how to play baseball again. Um, <laughs> J Rod, Winker. They've definitely got some guys out there. I think that if and if they trade for Soto, Kelnick's got to be a part of that package. Probably. If the Nationals value him even at all. I think you've got to clear that out a little bit. Do you think they trade Kyle Lewis? I don't think so because I don't think – they signed Winker this year – or traded for Winker, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. and he hasn't really been all they thought he would crack up to be. Um, I think Hanniger's done with his his contracts over after this year. Kyle Lewis has been kind of – like he won Rookie of the Year in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. You're correct. Um, He's been dealing a little bit of injury, but I think he can be very good when he – comes back and I mean you gotta if if Winker can return to form it's kind of like oh shit like we got a dude that hits bombs like he did last year we got a former rookie of the year that if he can stay healthy can be very solid we've got a a rookie that is an all-star already and a 30-30 threat in his rookie season a guy who could arguably be an MVP dogs I'm not gonna put him in there I love Julio but he won't but I've heard people say that he should be in the MVP dogs but I mean I feel like anyone on that roster has got to be has got to be available except for J Rod because if you're if you have the opportunity to take someone Even that Ty France. 
I mean, I don't really see the point in trading Ty France, but if that's what the Nationals want, I think that you could you do it. Because I mean, you could probably you could probably take someone from the, that outfield, be like, okay, Machanigar, we're gonna teach you how to play first base, or Jesse Winker, we're first gonna teach you how to play first base. Probably the easiest position to play in all. Of but you could, they could probably teach him how to do it. And like you, you've got someone that can hold it over for the time being. You know, you can play like Toro at third and yeah. Suarez at first base while you got mm-hmm. JP at second or at short, short. Frazier at second. I don't know. You, you got ways you can handle yes. that while you're trying to iron all that out. But I don't know if if. It's there for the Mariners to get Soto. They got to do it because if you got J Rod and then you got potentially like this, like right now is Ted Williams coming up right after him. That is a very, 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 very scary lineup right now. Imagine what it's going to be like next year and the year after that, 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 and the year after that. That's if they do extend Soto. I would assume they would, but same. I'm just saying it's never guaranteed. Yeah, it's never guaranteed, but hypothetically, that would be. An insane. Uh, That'd be a very good lineup. There's there's always a chance that the Nationals don't trade Soto. They said that today. That is true. They said today that uh, they're going to offer him one last one last extension offer. If he turns it down, then they will trade him. But maybe they're like willing to take that jump and they're like, you know what, you know what, Juan? Okay, here's your 14 years. Here's your 500 million dollars. Like, you you get your 35 million dollars a year or whatever. Five million dollars. Maybe that's what he's getting because that's what he wants, which he deserves, obviously. Oh, oh yes. Less sure. than $30 million average annual value is kind of nuts. Yes. But, uh, they, yeah, Juan deserves a hefty amount of money. Like, they need to throw all the books at him. Like, the whole library. Like, he, he needs to be looking like, I don't know, like a robber running away from a bank. He's got a big smile on his face. He's just got, like, little sacks that has, like, the dollar sign on it. Yep. And he's, like, tiptoeing away. That's what they need to be giving him. Like, they need to back up the Brinks truck to Juan's house. They need to get this man some furniture. This dude's literally got a silver slugger award chilling on the ground next to his PlayStation. Realistically, I don't think the Padres will get him. Uh, I know I've heard that they're like top the top one of the top two teams to get him, but I think if it, I think it's Cardinals, and if it's not Cardinals, it will be Dodgers. I I agree because I, I mean, think Friedman will realize that if we get Soto. Most likely we'll be able to keep Trey because Trey said he wants to play with Soto again in the future. But I don't know. Trey's also said that he wants to go to an East Coast team, so you got to think like well, he did say that. I think maybe it increases our chances of getting it of keeping our Trey, chances, but of like you you still gotta. But Friedman has real. I guarantee Friedman has realized that if we get Soto, that does increase our chances at getting Trey Turner. So we get Soto and we get Turner, we extend both of them, and then boom, we have a m- m- super mega lineup. Yeah. Better than the Mariners. Yeah, but I mean, hey, you know. One can dream, one can fantasize, but... And that's something I'll be dreaming about the next three days. I also will. Until, until Juan Soto is, or is announced that Juan Soto has been traded and it's not to the Dodgers, I will be very, very excited at the fact that we could get him. And yes. I'm, I'm going to believe that the Dodgers are going to trade for him, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again... Time will tell. I'm just scared of giving up Cody Bellinger because it's my favorite player. I don't want to see him in a different jersey. I mean, he's more than likely going to – or not more than likely, but I think he's – it's sort of likely that he signs away when his contract's up anyway. So I don't know. That lineup, that outfield of Soto, Bellinger, and Mookie, and Mookie all healthy would be pretty freaking good. Yeah. I mean, it definitely would. You know, Three MVP contenders if they're healthy. Yeah. I mean, former for one of them. Okay, Cody's been hurt. Yeah, he has so. been hurt, and like I mean, obviously in the playoffs is that last year, uh, he shown that he can he turned it back on. He can be he good, can. but uh, I think he he needs to stop fucking striking out. <laughs> His K rate is insane. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I guess uh, we're all rooting for Juan, hoping he gets to the best situation possible because you know we here at Podman Out like to see everybody thrive. I yep. see everybody having a good time and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, you know, former award winners. That uh, brings us into our next segment where we are going to be looking at the uh, potential award winners for this season. And our all MLB teams as well. Yeah. Uh, Cole, you want to, what do you, you want to go with? You want to go. MVP, Cy Young, we'll Rookie of the Year first, we're going to go all MLB teams. We'll start with the NL MVP first. And I feel like that's hands down as of this point. Paul Goldschmidt, he leads the entire league in batting average. He has, he has what, 20, 
something home runs, I believe. Top five in the RBI category. I don't know. Let's take a look here. He's got over a thousand OPS, thirty-three five in an average, four seventeen on base percentage. He's got twenty-four bombs, yes. you know. seventy-seven RBIs, one hundred eighteen hits, which is I think second in the NL, third in the NL. It's right, uh, right behind Freddie, and then Trey is in first. Trey, so third in the NL. And I think hits. it's third in the NL. It's like but, Paul uh, Goldschmidt for the NL has like it's hands down. He's the MVP. No one really, no one else really close. I mean, he's been pretty damn good this year for sure. I agree that it should be Goldschmidt, but all I'm saying is StatCast doesn't really love what Paul Goldschmidt's doing. I mean, you can't argue with the stats he's got right now, but all I'm saying is his expected stats, not what you might crack them up to be. I mean, you might expect him to be just like absolutely torching the ball, which obviously he's got to be doing a little bit if he's hitting this well. But all I'm saying is he uh, his actual batting average is 335. And Statcast expects it to be 263 based off of his contact, yes. so that's 72 point difference. That's a lot of points. And his slugging percentage is 619, and it is expected to be 492, which is over a hundred points difference. Yeah, so, so that's that's quite so quite he, insane. I mean, obviously, you know, he's hitting the ball hard. Like he's finding ha- he's finding holes, finding gaps. Like. You know, so I teach their own, but like maybe, maybe his stats regress a little bit. Could, maybe that opens the door for someone else to take it. Like Freddie Freeman, you could technically say that Paul Goldschmidt has been getting quite lucky this season, based on these expected stats. I would say so too. I mean, seventy points. I mean, obviously there's going to be a little, uh, sometimes going to be a little discrepancy. Like sometimes it's uh, like Juan Soto. I think is batting like two forty five. You expect to hit like two sixty six. So it's like sometimes, you know, like you hit the ball hard right at people, like maybe mm-hmm. in the shift. Sometimes you got people that are getting a little lucky, like they get stuff to fall or they're they're playing in a, in a ballpark that's a little more favorable or it should be fly out, but instead it's a home run. Yep. But uh, 70 points is 70 points is a lot. Is, that's pretty damn big. If, fit, you at, yes. if you look at – if you look at first baseman, like only first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt has 72 points difference. The next closest – uh, in their like total difference is Jose Miranda at 48. So even that is over 20 points different. Yes. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt's gotten number, pretty lucky. Number two is closer to number five than he is number one on this list. Yeah, which is nuts. But, yes. You know, I, that's just uh, that's just something to potentially watch out for. These are, like, again, these are expected stats, not real. But, mm-hmm. I mean... I, obviously, we can't deny how good Goldschmidt has been oh, and been what a, he's done for his he's team. Been a beast, but he, I, uh, I right now, I think he's he's obviously the front runner yes. for the MVP. And if you say so, otherwise, like you're kind of just lying to yourself. Who'd you put at two and three though in the NL? I don't know. I mean, last I saw, uh, it was Machado at two mm-hmm. and Goldschmidt at three. Or I'm, I'm sorry, Arenado at three. But uh, I don't know. I mean. Trey has been pretty Trey damn good. Mookie heated Freddy up for a while there for the Dodgers. I mean, he hasn't been insane. Like, after, as after the, coming he back cooled down a little bit, but uh, I mean, Freddie has been on fue- en fuego the en past fuego. Uh, past like 10, 15, 15 games. games, I think. He has been very good. But uh, This is biased, but I think Freeman is two right now. I think and Trey Turner well. would be three. I is think Trey Machado. Turner's, Machado's still still up there. I think Machado, possibly. I, think I mean, unless he's been like absolutely ice cold, and I just he hasn't. But I, I didn't but think so. He hasn't been ice cold, but it's more of a product of Trey Turner and Freeman being in fuego than him yeah. being ice cold. Mm-hmm. And that could be just Dodger bias, but I think mm-hmm. Freeman and Trey Turner are two and three behind Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. All right, AL MVP. I know you and I uh, disagree on this a little yes, bit, but uh, why don't you go ahead and give him your pick? Okay, so my pick, as a joke, just because I, I like this guy a lot, is Jordan. But realistically, i got to give it to Aaron Judge. He leads the entire MLB in home runs. He leads the AL in RBIs. He has 82 runs, which leads the entire league. He has, he has 82 runs scored? 82 runs scored. Okay, but I feel like that's just a product of how good his team is. Like, I just there's saw, really, I just, I'm looking at like, this. Yeah, it saw, leads the league, but it's like, sure, he gets on base, but at the same time, it's like... I was just looking, I saw that it was italicized, which means he leads the league, so that's mm-hmm. another stat. And then he has 108 hits. Um, he has a 293 batting average with a 1,000 OPS and then 188 OPS plus, and he leads the league in total bases with 241. He's, he's just a stud right now. There's he's hit like four or five walk off home runs, which three this year. He's at three, three. Three. My bad. Three walk off home the, runs. His his third one last night. Yep. Which or I'm was just it saying two nights ago? that that was last night. Okay. 
and three walk-off bombs kind of, I mean, I'm just saying if you put anyone else in that situation, there's definitely a, a lot lesser chance that it is a home run. So, yeah, obviously, technically he is winning him his team games. Well, yeah, I mean, Plus like his, one could argue that a, uh, a, a walk-off home run obviously seals the deal, but there are definitely other plays yes. that that can shift it more. Kind of like how Bill Mazeroski hit that uh, Game 7 walk-off home run to win the World Series. If you look at that entire series, or that game even, that wasn't the uh, the biggest like swaying moment in the game in terms of like win probability added or championship probability. Like It sealed the deal, but there were other plays. I know, that... but the one game I'm speaking of in particular is that Blue Jays game where they were down one and hit a walk-off bomb. And I'm just saying, in most... Basically, any other hit unless a double or a triple, that only ties the game. The next guy could have gotten out, and then they could I mean, go you at least, But well, even that then, home run there, like you could still win that. if Even if he gets just a regular like a single or something. There's a chance he could get thrown out at home. That home run seals the deal for sure. That home yeah, run obviously wins. it seals the deal, and it exactly. makes it guaranteed. But there's always a chance that it doesn't, you know. Like that, or not that the home run doesn't, but there's always a chance that something else does it, is what I should have said. And also, I didn't look at his fielding, but I just know that Aaron Judge has been playing spectacular defense this year. Yeah, he's he's a stud in the field. Arguably, and I know he has a cannon. He has one of the best arms in the league, maybe behind Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts. They both have absolute cannon. Not Bryce Harper with uh, his injury this year. I can't really really throw, but. But yeah, no, Aaron Judge is a very good fielder as well. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz got a cannon. And dude throws lasers across the diamond. I'm speaking about the outfield. Okay, well, I, yeah, I was just thinking, like, dudes just, just throw lasers. And Aaron Judge also has a 5.1 war, which is a very high war. Yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, anyone that I've talked to about baseball knows that this is the uh, person that I I put. There are two people that I I very I push heavily, but uh, Shohei Otani, I I mean, obviously everyone knows what you're getting with Shohei, but his. His production is just absurd. I mean, you, he's been one of the best pitchers in the, like all of the MLB. Aside from his uh, his last two starts, haven't really been like as good. But before the, he's still been pretty good. Last night was pretty good. Last night, last night was still good. Like last he, he got the loss good. for that. But I think wins and losses are really not that indicative. Six, such as whatever six innings, eleven Ks. That's pretty good. Yeah, six innings, eleven Ks, two runs. earned runs, but his team didn't score his a single run, sucks, so he gets so. the loss. But. You know, I, I will admit his uh, six innings pitch, six earned runs against the uh, against the Braves. You know, there's a few things there that yeah, I think he could cleaned up, but still, I think he had double digit K's in that one too. Yeah, he strikes so many people out. I mean, his pitch, he's just he's so good. His stuff's so he sharp. He's the league leader in K per nine, correct? K's per nine, yeah. That's, I think it's uh, thirteen something. I want to say, which is bonkers, but yeah, thirteen point one K's per nine this year, which mm-hmm. is absurd. C- Holy shit, in 2020, 16.2 strikeouts oh per nine? Oh my lord. That's nuts. He's never been lower than, I'm going to round that up to 11. He's never been lower than 11K per nine, Ks per nine. Which, which is, is absolutely, elite. okay, well, all right, in 2020, he only threw two games, so. Okay, still. And his ERA was also 37. Okay, but still 16. But, but that's a lot of strikeouts, you know. But still technically, sick, but still take, you look at the stats, it's 16Ks per nine. Yeah, that is that is nuts. But we're going to we're gonna disregard the other stuff, like from yes. 2020 at least. But, yes. you know, I, I think it's just. I mean, I know that Judge has a better WAR. Otani's only got one point, uh, four point nine right now, but mm-hmm. uh, his WAR as a hitter being uh, almost two, and then as a pitcher, being it's uh, let me take a look. Where's it at? Three point one. Yep. Yeah, I didn't want to do the math. I was just trying to find it on here. I didn't want to, but I don't know. It's it's nuts. Someone that can give you that production, like you, four out of the five days, or five out of the five days, not even four out of the five, five out of the five days, he's in your lineup. And he's got and almost an 850 OPS, and then even a 134 OPS plus, like mm-hmm. higher than the league average. He's hitting 30 plus bombs a year. He's getting, uh, he's slugging like a really high percentage. But then also every fifth day, he's gonna go out there and be your team's ace. I know that's like the whole selling point with Shohei, yeah. but him, his ability to continue doing it is just nuts. And I know that Cole and I have talked about this multiple times where. Every time he's like, he's doing the exact, the exact same thing last year. You can't give it to him every year. It's kind of like LeBron with the NBA because Cole meat rides the shit out of LeBron. But uh, I don't know. I, Shohei this year is different than last year. I, last year he hit the shit out of the ball and he was a solid pitcher. This year he's hitting still pretty damn well. Not as good as he did last year, but he's pitching so much better. Yes. And I mean, it, it, it sucks because I, I agree with him that last year 
Like he said, he set the bar so high that it's like yeah, he I almost feel, has to top that to win exactly. the MVP. That's the reason. I'm but I think the voters still got to realize, but, right? But Judge is putting on a show for the Yankees right now, and, and Shohei's not putting on a show for the Angels. But one, but say that again. Once the Yankees who have damn near seventy wins, and the other team doesn't have like thirty five. Exactly. I know that doesn't that means nothing, but that's what they're looking at. Once, we, uh, once no. helping a seventy ten win team get to where they are, and the other one. I'm Winning. not saying that's. I'm not saying that's my argument. I'm just saying that's what people are like noticing. Voting for awards in the MLB and going off team wins or team success is the dumbest thing to me because yes. even Shohei being a two way star, like where they're like, okay, he pitches and hits, like he goes out there and does everything for his team, and his team still his team sucks. Is like they signed Anthony Anthony Rendon, he's he been a little hurt. disappointing. He gets hurt every time. They get someone that stands out for maybe like a month or two. They're like, wow, maybe this guy develops. They could have a solid little three four yeah. here. But then that guy ends up going and to then shit. Mike like, Trout, who everyone says is the best in the league, has, he, he's been very injured been recently. He has a best this year. pretty rare very back good. condition. He's been Mike he's Trout's been, been really good this still year. Been a good, but there's about a year. month there where he but kind of forgot month, how to hit a baseball. A month and a half where he went like. He went on a streak of like 0 for 31 with like 28 strikeouts. It was like 0 for 26 or something, but you know, tomato, tomato. But regardless, there was a streak there where he was undeniably pretty damn bad. Yes. But I mean, there's nothing you can do about it when Shohei's doing literally all you could ask him to. And he's got like arguably the best player in the world on his team alongside him. And they, they still can't do anything like they their team is just ass like they were obviously very good beginning of the year they've been terrible as of late like the whole team has just been bad they just can't win any more games they're like what five and 15 in july i think i'm not sure i mean obviously mike trout has a little bit to do with that he had a 1141 ops in april a 972 in may uh 1036 ops in june and his ops in july is 481 Quite a drop-off. I mean, July has just not really been Mike Trout's month. But, I mean, you know, Mike Trout having one bad month uh, com- compared to 10 great years of being in the MLB, you can't really blame his team skidding on him. But but like you mentioned earlier, I don't think – I I think with Otani setting the standard last year, I feel like the only way you can give him MVP – not the only way, but like – a reason to give him the MVP is only if he like reaches that level or surpasses it, and I don't think this year he has surpassed it yet. Okay, but you can't go off of past success because there are years where people have like an insane year, but like like Vlad Guerrero last year, like but, he didn't win the MVP and he had a nuts year. You can't be like, I oh, well, Vlad didn't even win it when he hit three or what three hundred whatever, and he hit almost fifty bo- or over fifty bombs or whatever. You can't but you can't just go I'm, off oh, off that. You but that's it's not who, off who's the best player because that people, year. No, but people are saying that Otani's so unique because he pitches and hits. Well, I'm just saying that he's obviously he's valuable both, but I don't think if he can surpass what he did last year with both hitting and pitching, he shouldn't get it. That's just me. I think that's kind of a dumb take. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, oh, he's got to surpass it because, for this year well, to be but, considered better than last but year. But, like you, but if he's mediocre and he's winning teams up, say he's mediocre at both hitting and pitching from now on, people are being like, well, oh, he can hit and pitch, and he's helping his team win, so he's MVP. Okay, well, he's but, setting the standard of doing it very high, and like, kind of like how you talk about LeBron. Exactly. Like, LeBron's gonna, there's so going I'm, to be voter fatigue, but this year it should not exist yet. You can't give this man one MVP and then be like, oh, okay, well, he had one good year and then, or like one great year and then a bunch of good years, but because his one great year came at the very like beginning of his career, he can't win any more MVPs. Like, it's it's kind of undeniable that he is one of the top, like most valuable players in the yes, league by definition. He is, but I'm saying if. He has a mediocre year hitting and pitching, but he's still helping his team win. You can say, oh, well, he's helping his team do both at both. Yeah, obviously. But the, the, and that's why I'm saying he has to play it to the level or maybe just a little bit less than what he was last year. And he is doing it just a little bit less than what he is last year. He's not as good as he was last year because he was, was nuts last year. His hitting was insane last year. Yeah. His pitching was still very good. This year, is, his hitting has been okay. It's been pretty good, not been, okay. He, good. Again, it's back-to-back been, years that he was an all-star good. as a pitcher and a hitter. You can't say he's okay if he's making the All-Star game. So does that mean that Paul Blackburn is good this year? Okay, well that's a little bit different because everyone's really. got to like he's you got All-Star. He's okay, an All-Star. But that's different. You got an All-Star. It's not different. He's an All-Star. Yeah, it is different because you got to have a representative from each team. But and the A's all-star. are not great, but like Paul Blackburn, don't get me wrong, is having a good year, but like I'm saying like they're like Dylan Cease obviously was better than Paul Blackburn was yes. this year. But it comes no. down to player votes, and it comes down to each team needing a representative. Exactly. Now, maybe a if the A's, that's, 
Ohtani that pitchers don't go off fan votes. I know, but I'm just saying Otani didn't deserve to be an MVP or a, an All Star with his hitting stats. How that, he wasn't even he wouldn't even vote as a starter. Jordan was. The oh, players okay. voted him in, and the coaches. I took that as you started when you said that. Which I'm no. saying he didn't deserve that. He didn't. De- well, he obviously, your Don's batting. He's exactly. fucking nuts. Exactly. But I I think that voter fatigue, if it starts this early for Shohei, is fucking bullshit. And also going back to the All Star game, our thoughts or whatever. I know we stopped that a while ago, but the, the representative for each team is kind of BS. Because there are quite a few teams that don't have a player that should be all-star level, like we said with Paul Blackburn, like with the Marlins with Garrett Cooper. They're well, not- I, well, Garrett Cooper wasn't the Marlins, was the Marlins representative. Jazz was the Marlins representative, Whatever. but he was her, he was hurt. Okay. But because there were other people that couldn't play, Garrett Cooper got put in. He was like the fourth in line, right. and but then still, the re- his spot came the up. The representatives for each team is very stupid. Like I said, there's plenty of teams that don't have a player good enough to make the All Star game. But since you have to have, someone, I don't think it's they go in. It's stupid. I don't think it's very. We stupid. had 80 All Stars this year. That's more than 10 percent of the league. That's way too many. Well, there were so many people that were hurt, like pitchers that had already thrown know, that week and still, couldn't play. Other people that, that were but, hurt. Uh, I know, but still, before that, I think if like it's egregious where a team is like fucking awful, like they're heading the into All Star break with like, okay, the Athletics are obviously bad, but like people, like we can show that they're not a horrible team. They just swept the Astros, like. They're not. So does that mean the Pirates are good because they swept well, us? No, but I'm saying that they have players that can can still contribute to being a team that's actually not terrible. But Paul Blackburn is having a, like a pretty good year. But you can't just because he's on a shit team doesn't mean like oh he shouldn't be on it because they don't deserve a a representative. I think that if, it's, that. if a team is no like, team is I think that they could amend it where like. It's more favorable. Like, they prefer to get an, a, a representative from every team. But say you got a team hitting the all-star break with, like, 10 wins or something and every play on their team just sucks, then, like, like th- for, then at that point, like, don't like, give them a damn okay, team for like, the, or a damn the, player. The Reds have obviously been a lot better than they have been. Was Luis Castillo their representative? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, because besides Luis Castillo, say Luis Castillo isn't on their team anymore next year and they have an all-star, that's BS. They don't have a player good enough. Like, I love India. I don't think he's good enough to be an all-star this year. Okay, but, like, yeah, this year, but you said next year. What happens if next year he goes out and, like, again, it's one of those okay, year-to-year bad. things where you're Say talking about Say Luis Castillo was already traded this year. Would and you be able to give them an all-star? I don't think so. I mean, like India's I don't ne- know who on their team would have deserved it off maybe the top of my Tyler head. Maybe Stevenson? He's been kind of hurt. He's been solid this year. He's but been I mean, good, but I don't. I, yeah, I mean, Luis I agree. Castillo, there's really been no standout. That's, that's potentially one where I'm like, okay, maybe the Reds don't need one. Yes. But I don't but know. But since there's a role where you have to have a representative for each team, even if they didn't have Luis Castillo, which a hypothetical situation, if they didn't have Castillo, they shouldn't have an all-star, but they will because of the representative, which I think is stupid. Okay, yeah. now back to our awards. All right, Cy Young. We've talked about MVP. He Cy got Cy Young. Young. NL first. Very big bias. I know everyone wants to say Sandy Alcantara because he's been very good, very like insane this year. But I still got to go Tony Gonsolin. He is the NL leader in WHIP at .883, which it's a little bit higher than Sandy's. He still has a really good ERA plus of 183. He has a 2.26 ERA, which is insane. He has the lowest hits per nine in the NL. I still think it's got to be Tony Gonsolin. I think he's. I still think he he deserves it over uh, Alcantara. And I mean, it's pretty undeniable that Tony is doing something special this year. Um, yeah, I mean, and whenever you're someone that doesn't really rely on strikeouts like Gonsolin, he uh, doesn't really blow anyone away with his stuff. Yeah. I mean, and it's um, it's just one of those where you're like, okay, you know, maybe he, uh, I don't know, he's a little bit at mercy on, like, with it with some of his, like, ERA, his whip, stuff like that, mm-hmm. his hits per nine, he's kind of a little bit at mercy, like, you know, where's his defense position at? Who's he got playing in the outfield yeah. for him? Like, who – it's like it, – sometimes it's just on whether or not stuff lands in gaps. And, like, so far he's done a good job of getting weak contact. But, like, we've shown that, like, if he's off just – like, or he's shown that if he's off just a little bit the past few games yes. have not been favorable. His last three appearances have not been that good. Against the Cardinals he got lit up. But when was the All-Star game, which the is the All-Star best, game, I mean, obviously that's everyone. But, like, so. his team lost, what, was the final score 3-2 to two or something like that? 4-3. Four so. four, he gave up – Three runs in one inning, yeah. and I think he was—I think he was the only pitcher that gave up runs or but one or two. Dodgers, I don't even remember if they scored. Besides the again, Dodgers, but. and I guess the Yankees, no team has the lineup good enough to do that. Yeah, like and, that, I mean, so. and I mean, even this past outing against the Nationals, yeah, it wasn't he got, terrible. He only let up wasn't like terrible, two, but like he got up like two runs. I think it was three. 
but or four. I one of the two. I don't no, it know. But it was it was like two or three. But still, I mean, it's it's just one of those where sometimes you're a little bit at the mercy. I mean, I know I know Sandy doesn't strike people out as much. Kind of like he, he he only strikes out point two more batters a game than Tony again. But yep. you know, it, it helps a little bit when instead of throwing ninety three with a with just like a change up and a slider and a curveball, but yep. then you throw a one hundred mile an hour sinker where this thing's running twelve inches. I, I like your chances a little bit better for not getting barreled up. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. You know, you go out there but and you throw some gas with a shitload of movement. I've seen a lot of people say that San, uh, Sandy's been throwing a lot of innings, has a lot of K's, and Gonsolin hasn't. But that's not Gonsolin's fault. Gonsolin will go five innings, and you'll have you'll have like seven K, seven or eight K's with like one hit, and then Dave Roberts will still take him out because he doesn't want him to like go like throw too many pitches, which I think is stupid. I mean, I that's think a the, dumb. I think that's but it's a just bad kinda, reason for. Sandy to be higher than Tony because just because Tony doesn't have the innings pitch, that's, yeah, not, that's I, not even Tony's fault. That's I agree Dave Roberts' that, fault. I agree that, that innings pitch out. is like I think it should be taken a little bit for like a little bit, but you go every fifth day and it's like someone's going out here and giving you a solid however many innings, you know, like that's that's something that can't really be super overlooked. But but Tony could be doing that too I, but if his team, if his manager decided just not to take him out. It comes down to the teams they're on too, because the Marlins don't really have that option. Like, okay, we take Sandy out, but who's someone that can come in the bullpen and lock it down for us? They don't really have the that. The Dodgers don't really have that either. The Dodgers had better options though, and Dave Roberts manages it that way. Craig Kimbrell, I would say. Okay, Craig Kimbrell had like a few bad outings, and like a, even then, like he's outings. been like a solid reliever this year. It's I just like so. in the past, he's been very good, and he's like this year he's, he's washed simple. air quotes compared to what he used to be. He's still a usable reliever. Like people act like. He's out there going out there giving up like fucking 14 runs a game or something. Like he has two bad outings or three bad outings in the span of like three weeks. It's like, dude, he's blowing every game. With but it's just games, because I'm I'm not just saying like blown saves. I'm saying games are like they. So a, what's a blown save is like you guys lose the lead and they start winning, or they just lose the lead and it's like tied. Lose the lead. Like if you have a save opportunity and you blow it, like the save. If you have a so save opportunity, even if you just go to extras, it's still a blown save. So are are you saying that like so if say the you Dodgers, enter with a save opportunity, you let the team tied up, it goes to extras? Is that a save, blown save? Yes. Yes, that's a blown save. Okay. If you have a save opportunity, Craig's and then been, by the time that inning is over and Craig it's not there done. anymore, it's a blown save. Craig has done that quite a few times, where he has that led up at least one run or two, and they have gone to extras. Okay, I mean there, I maybe I'm like just a little ignorant, and his blown saves is like through the roof. But like I don't think it's like there have been a few where you're like like a few memorable ones where it's like maybe a blow up or. Like, the team just turns it on in the last inning or something. But, like, I don't think it's out here where he's got, like, 15 of them where it's just, like, this guy doesn't even warrant being, like, used anymore. Mm-hmm. So, who? So you're, for your side, Young, you're taking Sandy? Yeah, I'm taking Sandy. Taking I mean, Sandy. I know that Gonson's been pretty good. And, like, his past few outings have changed the stats a little bit. Like, his whip's gotten a little bit higher, which is – His whip's ERA. gotten – his whip is still pretty damn good, oh, obviously. Like, it's still the best in the in the league. But, or, best in the NL. Yeah, best in the NL. I'm sorry. But you look at Sandy's ERA, it's 40 points lower. It's ERA plus is 40 points higher, strikes out more people. I mean, I don't know. It's it kind of like how I said, you get uh, – I'm just saying, though, like we've seen with Gonsolin, it could take just one bad outing, and Sandy's stats could be not as not just as, like, the same as Gonsolin's, but just not as yeah. much, like – but I, th- I think I think one bad yes. outing comes for Sandy. Say Sandy has a, I, I think Sandy pitches tonight. Say yep. Sandy comes out and he has a six innings, six earned runs or something. Yep. Then I think that if I looked at it tomorrow and I looked at the stats after tonight, I think you know maybe Tony is my Cy Young. Like yep. it's that close. Yes. But I think that Gonsolin. It's being, a one A one B kind of like. Yeah, but I mean, I think Sandy like he he's helped his team out so much too because mm-hmm. I mean like the Marlins. So is Gonsolin though. Because obviously, yeah, the the, because the Dodgers coming in like the they Do- weren't expecting Tyler uh-huh. Anderson and Tony Gonsolin to be great. But and they have all these Buehler injuries. Be hurt that Gonsolin's and, been yeah. able to step up and be that guy. Yeah, obviously they've surprised Sandy, him, but like, Sandy, but Sandy, they, it's like who do you who do you have after Sandy for the Marlins? Rogers, I guess. But that's, Tyler Rogers has been dookie this year. He's got like almost a five ERA. I know that's what I'm saying. Like this, I don't. But like you look at a team that needs him, like Sandy. Every fifth day, the Marlins are like, okay, finally we've got a chance to win. Like obviously the Dodgers, like you could take Gonsolin out and you could have Mitch White start every fifth day instead of Gonsolin, and the Dodgers still have a chance to win every game. Yeah. But I mean, right. maybe like it's just it is a little unfortunate that it's like I view it that way a little bit. If other voters do for Gonsolin, because you know he can't help what team he's on. Mm-mm. But like, at the end of the day, I just I think Sandy has been a better pitcher yeah. than Gonsolin has. I but again, one A, one B. It's as close as it, you're splitting hairs. But AL Cy Young, I mean, ESPN's Cy Young predictor actually has Justin Verlander. Really? 
over top of uh, Shane McClanahan. But uh, I think I got to go McClanahan. I mean, he he's got ten wins. The Rays are pretty damn good. Like he's going out there. I I don't know how many quality starts McClanahan has. I, that's a, a stat that I I normally I th- normally enjoy looking at. One that uh, I I think holds some weight. But I uh, also have Shane McClanahan winning the AL Cy Young. He leads the league in uh, ERA. He is tied for second in the league in strikeouts. He has 11.8 strikeouts per nine, which I think is third in the league. Um, he has a 206 ERA plus, a .773 WHIP, which is the best in the league, and then a point or 5.4 hits per nine, which is also the best in the league. Yeah, McClanahan and is nuts. And coming he's, into the year, the race expected him to be like their two-three option behind. Um, I'm forgetting Tyler Glasnow. Glasnow is a torn uh, yeah, UCLA. He's not playing this year. Exactly. So he's out this year. And then um, Shane Boz. Shane Boz is young, though. I mean, I, they were good, hoping to get something but good. But they were expecting him, Shane Boz to be higher than I don't know if they would say that. I don't know if I'd say and that. He, and clearly Shane McClanahan has stepped up and been that guy. And clearly his his stats show that. But, I mean, I, it's, Justin Verlander, even at the right age of 40. Yeah, Verlander still shoves. I think he's 39. But he, he's been nuts, which is... Not good news for the league because he's still out here pumping. He's saying he wants to play an insane amount of insane. Like he throws freaking gas, yes. and he's thirty nine years old, not looking great because you know he's forty next year. But it's like you know, it's. I mean, he doesn't. He's not showing any signs of slowing like, down because clearly, even at thirty nine, he's second in the league or second in AL or technically first for Cy Young voting. Yeah, but uh, according so, to ESPN, but yeah, I mean, which. I mean, Verlander's got 13 wins, but at least, again, something that comes down to uh, how good your team is. I yeah, guess. how good your team is. Like, uh, it's just not. It's not really like a. Pit. I mean, I think quality stats are a little bit more telling. Shane McClanahan has one more start, but has one more quality, uh, one more quality start than Verlander this year. Mm-hmm. But he's three less wins just because you know Astros offense has a little bit more firepower than the 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 Rays. The Rays do, but uh, his ERA ten points lower. His what? whips the lowest in the uh, in the MLB. Hits per nine lowest in the MLB. He's striking out. Almost twelve batters a game. Like I think it's got to be McClanahan. I think it's. I think it's got to be. Yes. But you know, I mean, maybe Whoa, some people. Clay Holmes, a reliever, is third. Yeah, for whatever reason, they're wow. s- they're really sucking off the relievers up here. They got uh, th- they got three relievers. Oh no, I'm sorry. They got two relievers on the NL side. They got Edwin Diaz and Kenley Jansen. Mm-hmm. But uh, but call me insane, but I think Dylan Cease for that second like second. Is higher than Verlander. Dylan Cease has been really good this year too. Dylan Cease has been, and no one's talking about it. Like pretty, good, like, pretty people damn are good. talking about. Uh, it, people are definitely talking about it. He didn't get his respect like he should have on being. He could have arguably. He, sh- he should have been an All Star. That's he bullshit. Arguably, that he's not. He could have arguably been the starter in the AL. Yeah. And he didn't even make the game. I think that's BS. That's bullshit. Yeah. For that's sure. very. But I mean, look at the stat. He is tied with McClanahan for strikeouts with 154. He has a 203 ERA, which is. Really and damn he's good. He's seven less innings than McClanahan too. Yes. So you got to think his case per nine. His K per nine is twelve point five. Yeah, that's what I thought is, it was. That's twelve and a half is nuts. Twelve and a half is. And very his ERA good. is damn near sub three or, or sub two. I'm sorry, it's two point oh three. Like you yes. think he pitches like one more inning that's scoreless, and his ERA is, is one point. It's sub two. One point nine. Yeah, I mean. So I think you could make the argument for him being Verlander, and that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. McClanahan's two. I think or McClanahan's. One, one right cease now. two, cease two, and then Verlander three. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I think that uh, uh, Verlander and cease. I think that's kind of kind of like the Gonsolin Sandy thing. Like, yeah. I think Shane McClanahan's kind of running away I with it, yes. but I think that's a one A, one B, or two A, two A, two B. It's it's very, it's close, very close, spinning, splitting hairs, but yeah. uh, you know, it's uh, it's something. Yeah. But so I'm gonna move to the NL Rookie of the Year. I think that uh, the NL Rookie of the Year is uh, pretty much run away at this point. Same with the AL. I mean, I guess I guess you could say that the ALs or the NL is a little less like run away with than the AL. I mean, coming in the AL, everyone's like, "Oh my God, who's it going to be?" There's so many prospects. Adley's going to get called up. Bobby Witt, Spencer Torkelson, um, Jeremy Pena. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy Pena was kind of a sleeper. But like at the beginning yeah. of the year, people were like, "Oh shit, he's actually pretty good." And then obviously J Rod was one, but J Rod is. He's kind of running laps around some of the other ones. Witt has gotten better as the season's gone on. He's actually looking pretty good. He's potentially – he's a 2020 threat this year. I mean, maybe he goes nuts. He could be 30-30. Torkelson struggled, obviously. I mean, him 
Uh, he doesn't hit that well. Hadn't really adjusted, but uh, he's got sent down to AAA recently. Torkelson, yeah. Really? Uh, Pena has been a pleasant surprise for the Astros, yes. which, you know, I hate Filled to say it. because yeah. fuck the Astros. Filled that gap for Correa pretty good. Yeah, pretty damn well. I hate to say that, obviously, same but, as you. Uh, Astros are Yeah, Pena's been pretty good, but I think it, it, it has to be J-Rod. Like, it's, yes. it's just kind of obvious. There have been people saying J-Rod should be like MVP talks. I haven't heard that about any other rookie in the AO. Like, J-Rod's been that good. And, Some people are saying that. I mean, also, are Cole and I one of those people saying J-Rod should be in the, ML, or the MVP talk? No. No, we're not. Nope. How, and speaking of the 2020, isn't what's J-Rod? He's close to the 2020, is he not? 20 bombs, 20 stolen bases? Yeah. yeah J-Rod's a 30-30 threat. Really? Yeah, like this year. But with I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't know his home. I didn't know how many home runs he had. I just knew he had like 25 stolen bases. Yeah, on I think he's a 30-30 yeah. threat for sure. Who that already gets is like, Hands yeah. down, the MVP or the guy. rookie of the year in the AL, and there's uh-huh. really no debate unless you just want to be different. Yeah, but uh, then the NL obviously a little bit closer, but I, I think that it's, I think it's Spencer Strider. It's got to be Spencer hands Strider. Down. I mean, Call the maybe Blake you still could has like you could make the case for uh, if I mean, say a Suzuki was injured for a while, I think that maybe if he goes crazy, you could possibly give it like he could get a little burn yeah. with that. I mean, Gorman. Has been um, good. Michael Brendan Donovan Harris, has been Michael good. Harris Michael Harris has been really damn good too. I mean, I think the top, I think good. the top two are probably Strider and Harris. Yes. But I mean, Harris hasn't played like a ton of games. And then um, for the Cubs, they have another guy. I don't Morel, know. Christopher Morel. Yeah, it could be him. I think that's who I don't we're talking know. about. He's been pretty good. I don't but, care uh, about the I Cubs. I think that yeah, could definitely be them. I I think Spencer Strider, yeah. for the sole reason of him having probably the dirtiest stash in all of the MLB, oh, yes. the yes. quad father is something. Imagine coming out and you see a guy that I'm not sure how tall he is. He doesn't look very tall. I'm mean, like a six foot guy, five eleven guy. I say six one. The thickest quads you've ever seen on a baseball player, unless you've seen Saquon Barkley in baseball pants, which I haven't. So me neither. Until we see that day, probably the thickest pair of quads you're gonna see. Yes. In baseball pants, and then he's got just a dirty stash, and then he's pumping at least a hundred miles an hour. He's the what fastest thrown strike by any starter in the Sackcast era. Like I, I haven't seen that stat, but that doesn't I've seen, that doesn't surprise I, I me. I believe I mean, I've seen that. For sounds the, about four right. Starting pitchers. I think yeah, I want to say he has the fastest average fastball velocity this year, two out of starters. But I just know that, like, because you think about it, all those fast pitches are closers with like Hicks. Yeah, they come and in then, throw one inning, but like these starters, you know, they're throwing yeah, and four, five, six, seven. Yeah. I mean, Strider's out there pumping like one hundred three on a fastball, yeah. fastest by any starter. Yeah, Strider has That's been. Insane. Very good, but I, I think that he's going to continue to show that he, he deserves to keep running away with it like yes. he kind of is. But and I guess if you want to be different and be a Cardinals fan, you could say one of their guys with Brendan Donovan, Gorman, or Yepes. I, I think that Yepes is like kind of notch below those yeah. guys. I don't I think, think that any, Gorman deserves I think it all over, three of them are over all Donovan. The, personally. I think all three are like top eight, top Donovan's, seven in it, but yeah. none of them are going to get solid, it. But like I think that but if you want to be different, I think it's, you I think can it's say got to be Strider. It's got to be Strider and Harris. And even if Strider falls off a little bit, still hair, it's going to be a Braves player. Oh, it's, it most likely will be a Braves rookie. Yeah, most likely. But again, crazier things if have happened. If they both fall off the cl- uh, cliff, and somehow Christopher Morel, say a Suzuki, Nolan Gorman, Brendan Donovan, Yepes, guys, I guess. But, but yeah, yeah they, no. As of right now, it's it's most definitely a Braves player. I, one of those two. Yeah. However, you want to look at it. Yeah, but uh, I mean. We uh, beginning of the episode, we talked about some things that have uh, happened since our last episode. But to close this one out, as we're reaching our end, uh, we would like to talk about some of the things that are currently happening right now. The Kings, Cole. Yep, the Kings, my favorite NBA team. We suck. We're terrible. Poverty franchise. But uh, don't look now. But I think there might be a value value pick for the NBA Finals. That's all yes. I'm saying. They're pretty much a lock actually the after King, this signing. Yes, they just signed Matthew Delvadova to be Boom! to be their backup point guard behind De'Aaron Fox. Um, that's a great pickup for us. We needed a backup guard because right now we have Kevin Herter, and that was our only backup guard. Matthew Delvadova can come in and fill that role. I think that Delhi. I think that Delhi was really. And he has that, that finals. He has that finals experience after being behind really, LeBron. Yeah, and so, after he kind of cooked Curry there. And what was that? 2016, 2015. 15. Yeah, 2015. He cooked Curry and uh, locked him Kyrie up to 31 points a game. 
I mean, hey, he was he was looking good though. Like he was doing better than the so, other guys were. But I mean, hey, that's he's amazing. Got missing well, piece, missing piece for the like, uh, for the Kings. He's that, saying, he has that playoff know? experience. He can help us definitely get to the promised land and win a championship. They're probably winning an extra fifteen games this year, yes. just solely because of Matthew Delvadova. Yes. He might be our MVP mm-hmm. coming off the bench. Exactly, I love yeah. that. Great signing for us. This one uh, happened probably about what two three weeks ago. But about I'm two gonna, weeks ago. Yeah. Speaking of favorite teams, uh, we've Jets. got yeah yeah on the, on the piece of paper I wrote down Zach Wilson equals dog. He he pretty much is dog. Like I don't even know what to say. Like you, some he's people say he's got that him. dog in him. And the people got to say like this sounds fucked up, but like people got that Zach Wilson in them. Like that sounds just weird. like the moms. <laughs> just like just, yeah, like, just the like the moms. moms. That's, yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Zach Wilson has that dog, and the moms have him in them. Mm-hmm. So. But, uh, yeah. And news we just got today, nothing sports-related, but Shakira has a chance of going to jail for eight years because of tax fraud, up to $14 million. So I guess uh, one could say that her hips may not lie, but her tax records certainly do. Yes. But uh, <laughs> that was uh, kind of a, That's a good, shitty-ass pun joke. Sorry it's, it's for joke. all of you that, uh, I like that hate puns out there. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> All right, well, until next time. We said earlier in the episode going to be weekly releases, but uh, Cole and I leave for vacation here on Monday, and then I'll be out of town. I'm uh, going to the Ozarks after that. going to be like out of town for like 12 days, some shit like that. So episode might not be coming for like two more weeks. So yeah. sorry about that in advance, but hey. Sorry you know, for mine. Yeah. Consistency is key. So, yes. you know, I, I righted my wrongs. I, I fixed my lie at the end. Yeah. But all right. We'll catch you on the flippity flip.